0: You're listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, episode number 38 with Greg Nicholson.
1: Hi, small business owners. Welcome to Brilliant Breakthroughs Podcast, where we focus on creating brilliant breakthroughs for the small business owner. FYI, that's also the name of the number one Amazon best-selling book for small business and entrepreneurs. The good news is you can find this book in paperback as well as ebook form. All right, I got to say that fast. Ebook form. <laughs> so just so you know which one it is on Amazon, it's Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And the subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, productivity, and finding peace in your business. So hi, stars! I'm Maggie Mongan, and I'm the anthology leader, which is a fancy word for the one who helped put this all together. And it's a really great book. And today we're honored to have Greg Nicholson with us, who is a number one bestselling author. And he's going to talk to us about how we can improve our profitability um, by really making sure that we're working on our customer attraction and marketing message, but we're going to do it a little differently today. So welcome, Greg. Nice to have you here.
0: Thank you. Good to be here.
1: You ready to share some of your wisdom with us? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Yeah. All right. So here's the deal, everyone. Greg's chapter is the second one and it's titled if your marketing efforts aren't bringing in new clients, here's the three-step solution. And we're not going to give it away today. We're going to say, go to chapter two and read it. <laughs> yeah,
0: there's some good stuff in there.
1: Yeah, and Craig, you covered a lot in your chapter. I, you know, And I have a marketing background, so I really appreciated it. And I know you delivered some really good stuff and a little bit of secret sauce, too. But I know that in many ways you only scratch the surface. And I imagine because you're an expert, people come to you and say, Hey, I want to know more about marketing. Mm-hmm. Where can I go or what can I check out to get a little better at this whole marketing thing? Do you mm-hmm. ever hear that?
0: Sometimes I, I'm surprised I don't hear it more. I I I, <laughs> I tend to hear um I can't figure this stuff out, can you figure it out for me? <laughs> just do it. <laughs> you know? uh, I don't right. want to deal with this crap anymore. You know, um, so I think a lot of times, at least the people who approach me, it seems like they're more like, um, you've got a car and your brakes are squeaking and like, I don't care what's going on, just fix my gar. <laughs> you know. So I wish I would hear or get more inquiries in that, in that regard, but I I tend to get more, um, this is broken, fix it for me.
1: Oh, they're ready to hand the keys over to you, huh?
0: That's more what I hear than, than advice, um, which I didn't really anticipate, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what, uh, has been my experience.
1: Okay. Well, that. That's fascinating Um, because there's a lot of people out there that think marketing is a mystery that there's this mystique to it is probably a good way to say it. And I'm wondering if you're in a pocket of people that are are just willing to delegate that out to the master magician.
0: (laughs) Maybe I, I think that there's, um, you know, with marketing, there's science and art. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And um, getting that blend right is is challenging for, for anybody, even, you know, experienced marketers, you know. Um, so, yeah, I do think that um, that's one of the the hurdles that, that people are facing. Most of the small business owners that I talk to have come to me after they've tried this, they've tried that, they hired that person, they have tried this and they're like, I can't get, I can't get things to work. I've tried it on my own. I've tried working with a few other people or companies and it still wasn't, you know, what I was looking for, still lackluster. You know what can you do? Generally, the house is pretty much on fire by the time they contact me. It's not like a little spark or some smoke. (laughs) They're like, the house is on fire. Please help me put out the fire.
1: Oh my gosh, the house is on fire. Okay, everybody, if you haven't listened to Greg's other podcast episodes, please do so because he explains about the house being on fire and I have heard a lot of people reference it. <laughs> so, so thank you.
0: <laughs> oh, you're welcome. But yeah, that's just been more more my experience is they're they're hurting and uh they, they need they're not looking for advice, they're looking for results and solutions right away.
1: Okay, so <laughs> there there's some really cool resources that even if you um you as a small business owner would want to outsource your marketing. Mm -hmm. it would be advantageous to know a few things that are happening in the world of marketing. Like you're going to share one book that you said is, is a really great book for everybody to read. And if they read that, I bet it would help if, um, them streamline their process if they were outsourcing their marketing.
0: Right. And, and I would say with, with a caveat that, um, Generally, I don't recommend that you – marketing is so important to a company. It is the lifeblood of your business. I don't think you should ever just hand over the keys and just go, you know, all right, well, that's handled. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like back to the house metaphor, maybe wait until, you know, you see the house – the fire go out before you leave and you're like, Oh, fire crews here. I'll just, uh, head down the street and, and figure it's taken care of. So I would definitely recommend that you, um, stay involved and, um, know what's going on so that you don't get any unanticipated surprises. So I wanted to be clear on that to not just hand over the keys to me or anybody else. You're just like, Oh, it's done. It's taken care of. I mean, I think that's risky and I wouldn't recommend that.
1: Thank you for having the integrity of sharing that. Uh, Because I agree with you as well. um, When we outsource, if we have an understanding of what we're doing, we're probably going to outsource to the right person instead of Mm -hmm. having two or three people go through it and then finally find the right person. But the other thing is if we have an understanding may not be, Uh, a master of the science and the art right but if we have an understanding of what's required we can show up more powerfully we can help whomever we're outsourcing get a tighter message quicker Mm so it actually is going to serve the business much more long term
0: I think so and you know for most small business owners I, I think you know there's constantly changing technologies and and metrics and and all that. And that can be completely overwhelming. And I can understand certainly um, wanting to turn that over to somebody else to handle that, you know, kind of like the mechanics, fixing your brakes, but let me drive.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I do think, you know, there's some basic things that you do need to understand, like what the value of the real value of a new customer is, is really important to understand. Um, and then what is your cost per per acquisition? And so then with those just a couple of things like that, if you are then having whoever marketing person, marketing company running things for you, those are the questions that you're going to care about. You know, like what type of Facebook ad was it? You know, what kind of keywords do you use on Google? What's the click through rate? Yeah, you probably aren't going to care about that kind of stuff, All, but you are going to care about how many customers am I getting in at what price point um, and, and determining your marketing return on investment. So as long as you understand those basic things and really understand that, and then as if you outsource these other things to let these people take care of, you know, what they're experts at doing, then I think you can, um, you can manage that and make sure you're not, you know, into something six months and realize, wait, I've spent how much and I've generated almost no revenue from it? You know, protecting yourself from that kind of a scenario.
1: Right, and um, I wanna share with everyone, that's one of the things that appeals to me about Greg being a marketing professional is there's many marketing professionals that will just do what you say and not be vested in the results. And here we have somebody talking straight up, show up, do your part as a business owner. This is ultimately your responsibility because mm-hmm. it's your business. I'm here to provide a service to you, but we need to make sure that it performs properly. And right. that involves collaborating.
0: It does. And and sometimes I'd love to say that every marketing endeavor I've done worked well, but that wouldn't be true. And, you know, sometimes... <laughs> You know, I've I've taken on clients and, and tests and projects that haven't worked out. And, you know, I'll be up front with people and say, hey, you know, it's not looking good. And if I were in your shoes, I would shut it down. Now, obviously that's not the the scenario that anybody wants, but I, I just always try and operate the business with the kind of golden rule thing. Like if I were my own client, how would I want my money spent? How what I want to be communicated with. And if something's not working, please let me know sooner rather than later.
1: I completely agree with you and everyone. I want you to pay attention to what Greg's about to share because he's going to share a couple tips of resources that he has found very helpful. Mm -hmm. And we're going to introduce them to you and just have a quick chat about each one of them, because we want to make sure that we're giving you about a handful or so of resources to go ahead and become more aware and be part of directing your marketing in the right direction. Sure. Well, so why don't you start us out, Craig, what's, what's yeah. a book that you think is like one that everyone should read?
0: I think, um, the E-Myth Revisited is a good book. And, um, I'll I'll have a couple caveats with that. I do think it, he he uses um, an example of Sarah, who is a pie maker, and he helps her. And so a lot of the story and the dialogue in the early por- part of the book is about that. And I don't think it's very interesting or very useful. Um, but in the later two-thirds or so of the book, I think he really gets down to Reality, um, and I think there's some really good information in there. Um, Why did it resonate with me? Um, I I think it's a really an alternative title for the book, might be How to Go From a Job to a Business. And just knowing my background, I spent 20 years doing sales and marketing for a bunch of startup companies as well as. A couple of fortune 100 companies like Microsoft and Oracle and so my mindset had been you know the job 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 and how to make that work Um, when it comes to transforming um, to an entrepreneur to a business it is a different mindset and I think this book is helpful for that I also think that even if you don't have a job background like that maybe you are just a born entrepreneur and you've been doing it since you're 22 years old or whatever I still think the job model is so prevalent in our society that you kind of have that mindset, even if that hasn't been your path. So I do think this book, um, if you kind of speed read the first few chapters, um, I had to kind of speed read it to get through it. It was kind of like a medicine. like, oh, wow. You know, the medicine kind of tastes... Crummy, but it helps you. Um, so sorry, Michael, I, I, for uh, that review of your book. But I do think it's a good book, um, and and worth reading you know, for anybody who is an entrepreneur okay. or wants. Yeah.
1: So, so what I hear you say is "E Myth Revisited" by Michael Gerber. Great book. Mm-hmm. And if you have a hard time through the first couple chapters, just keep moving through it. Because it'll be worth it once you move through that. Mm-hmm. Um, other people might not have any difficulty. And that's great too. You might love it. Yeah. <laughs> I know, this is just my take. Yeah. And and I know that um, I hear a lot of people say it's great. And I, I heard another one or two people say it's sort of tough at the beginning. Um, and it's not that it's difficult. It's just different.
0: Yeah, um, it's not like it's hard reading. It's just I found it really dull
1: okay and 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 here is an interesting perspective because you're an expert at this so it may even be that who knows but the good news is everybody this is one that everybody should be checking out end of start. i think so all mm-hmm. right cool what else do you have for us because i know you have a list
0: yeah um I am a big fan of a of a site called Buzz Sumo. That's BuzzSumo. That's uh, B U Z Z S U M O. A lot of the tips today, you know, you may already be familiar with them. So, but BuzzSumo is a great site um, for getting viral content. So you can put in just about any topic, and it will spit back here are some um, recent stories about that that you could share in a blog and is. If you're anything like me, and I don't blog nearly enough, like Maggie is a blog master, but I'm often like, "Holy crap! What am I going to talk about? What do I got? What do I got to say?" You know. And so Buzzsumo can be a great um, asset and resource for you um, when you're looking to share content um, with your your core audience and giving them something to read that you don't necessarily have to f- come up with on your own.
1: Okay. So if if you're topically challenged (laughs) that might be a great place to start finding some interesting topics to discuss right yes okay another
0: tool that I've um, recently fallen in love with is a tool called loom l-o-o-m and so there's lots of different tools out there now for creating videos and screen sharing videos and, and that sort of thing but here's why I like Loom. It is super easy to use. It's okay. free, and instead of creating a file that then you have to email to somebody, and you know the video files get big very quickly, right? I mean, the one minute video, it ends up being megs and megs of, of, of uh, data. What Loom does is it, it changes it into a link. So Loom hosts the, the video in the cloud and it's just a link. So you can go and create a very short video, super easy, and then send the link and the whole thing um, is just a few seconds and keystrokes away. So I found it incredibly useful. Um, and I, you, know, you and I had talked offline about this, that um, I, I've had plenty of situations where we've been on the phone, Five times we've exchanged twenty-five emails, and it'd just be so much easier to just send a video. And so I can just do a quick screen share and go, "Hey, the pl- the, what you're looking for? You click here, and you go here, and you go here, and you're done." And then I click send, and I send the video link to that video, and it's done. And it's it's great.
1: Okay, so you shared this with me before that you even do this with clients, and it streamlines. Yeah guiding them and it's in real time yet because it's when it's needed. You you create the quick video and then you Mm -hmm. have you send them the link and then they have that to go to any other time. The question I have for you Mm -hmm. is um because this is a really cool idea and I'm thinking of all sorts of applications actually Mm -hmm. because I didn't know of Loom. Um, You create this Little video you're, you, you were sharing, and mm-hmm. it has a link. Can I send that link to multiple people? Sure. And is, it, is there a timeline on how long that link is alive?
0: That's a good question. I don't, I don't know, but I've got, I've got Loom videos from months ago. They're still active, but you know, I should know the answer, but I don't know the answer of how long do they live on the Loom site. I don't know.
1: Okay. And, All right. And right
0: now, Loom is free. I don't know if they're going to change that business model, but my gosh, I love it.
1: Woo. so this could be a good clue to to go ahead and activate an account and play with it because if they do charge a fee, you might get grandfathered or grandfathered at a discounted rate.
0: Right. I I, I love it. It it just makes things so so much easier because there's always um, a site or a report or something, and you're trying to describe it's in the right-hand corner, no, the other right, (laughs) you know, it's like, here you go, it's right here, Um, and people get it. And then um, I've had, you know, clients say, oh my gosh, thank you for sending that video, because I saw it when you sent it to me, and then two weeks later, I completely forgot what I was supposed to do, and I went back, and." watched it again I'm like oh yeah thank you it's it's a lifesaver i love it
1: oh yeah I, that's exactly what i'm thinking of <laughs> this situation's just like you described for clients mm-hmm. so yep. very very cool okay so loom l-o-o-m yep what other goods do you have for us sir
0: um Spy Fu, spyfu s-p-y-f-u it is a great site to it lets you look at any website and see what Google AdWords they're using, and this is on the free version there's There's paid versions where you can get even more detail, but it has um, been helpful for me and my clients to be able to look at a competitor and see, okay, what are they doing on Google? what's working for them to help me um, sharpen the uh, the learning curve and, and hit the ground running to see um, you know four or five competitors what's working for them and then when I start up a a PPC campaign for a uh, you know pay per click campaign right. um, on Google I've got a really good idea of um, what I should be bidding on and in some sense even what those bids should be so I'm a big fan
1: so foo is like a cheat sheet of it the is. competition.
0: It is. You get to uh, no. I don't. I won't go there. But you, you get you get peek <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: of what your competitors are doing. Yeah, I'll just say good. that.
1: <laughs> yeah, be good. It's so it's an awareness, and it can get you in, um, in the realm that they're in if you yeah. apply some of that same wisdom. Okay, cool. Great to know. Spy foo.
0: Mm-hmm. In terms of. Like thought, um, thought leaders. I mean, this isn't really a marketing thing, but um, I'm just such a huge fan of Malcolm Gladwell. Um, you know, the first book I ever read of his was called Tipping Point, which I just found absolutely fascinating. I loved his book Outliers. I loved his book Blink, and now he's also got a podcast called Revisionist History, which just launched season three, and I just find him absolutely endearing and super super smart um and he has this way of looking at everyday things and seeing and bringing in insights that at least you know to me are just so new and so i i i listen to malcolm gladwell and and read his books because i find it food for my brain and soul because it just gets me thinking um because he's such a, a brilliant man so I, I I used it just as as food for my soul
1: well I I like that you brought in a a thought leader because so often when we're doing marketing we tend to see everything at 12 o'clock instead of say hold on a second maybe we should look at it from 3 o'clock mm-hmm. and if we learn how to flex our muscles to see see things through different perspectives we can usually create something that's better, Mm -hmm. you know, so this, this is good. I didn't realize, and I don't know why it would only make sense that he would have a a podcast. So I can't wait to check it out. Do you have a, a, do you have a particular episode that you like?
0: Yeah. um, I'm a, I'm a musician as, as well. And uh, there was a episode, I believe, it was in the first season, um, on the song. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm trying to play again. Um,
1: hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. That's it. The
1: Hallelujah. Uh,
0: the Leonard Cohen song, <laughs> and um, it's a history of the song, of Leonard writing the song. Different people who covered the song and then when Jeff Buckley covered the song it took a very different approach to it then all Hundreds and hundreds of artists have covered this song now that are doing the Jeff Buckley version of the song But the way the song actually started and so the big story about this is how some things can take time to perfect And that it takes that certain someone to come along. I mean, obviously, Leonard Cohen's a brilliant songwriter. I've never really cared for his singing, but a brilliant songwriter. And then Jeff Buckley took this song and gave this old, pretty old song at the time, an entirely new life and has inspired um, so many people to um, to appreciate the song that was basically an unappreciated song.
1: Okay. Which is a cool thing because to me, that's how marketing is. You, you start on it, it might be good enough, but it's going back and, and, uh, well, there was a term we said earlier, revisited, but revising it and, and just playing with it to get it. So it's, it's a uh, oh bad word perfected. I don't want to <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's ever perfect in marketing, but but it's it's a more improved product.
0: Right, it's kind of like the concept of kaizen of yes. of you know continuous improvement. incremental improvement. Yeah. Knowing that you never get to perfection, but that's that's the the goal, you know, you're aiming for that. Thank you, Kaizen. Yes, Kaizen. That's exactly yes,
1: what we were talking about. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, and then I think you said that you had something you wanted to share about landing pages. Was there was there one more tool?
0: Well, um, I, I'm a big fan of the site Wistia. W i s t i a. Okay. And it's a video hosting, um, platform. And certainly you can use YouTube to host your videos and there's arguments to be made. Um, you know, why you'd want videos on YouTube, because obviously anybody can see it and you could get more uh, views, but if you were building any type of, of an offer where, um, you want to be able to really track who's seen your video and, and especially if you want to keep it, um you know, kind of under lockdown without all the YouTube branding. Wistia will host three videos for free. So, you know, that's good for a lot of people. So you don't have to pay anything, but it's a great way to to host your videos and very lightweight. So if you have that on a landing page or something like that, that it's going to load quick, it's not going to have all these other YouTube things, you know, like cat videos or, or, you know, who knows what. And there's some pretty outrageous things on youtube and you know i've seen people's sites or landing pages where they're hosting a video and you know until you click the video there's a little screenshot of whatever youtube thinks you want to see which may or may not be something that you want um your your viewers to see so okay i like wistia Um, i don't think a whole lot of people are using it so i thought of um you know, this could be a, a useful um, resource for people.
1: Okay, so it's isolated videos, and they're not branded with YouTube, and all, and they're not leading to get everybody to click off onto all the other videos, correct?
0: Right. I mean, it's your professional video, and only that. I mean, YouTube is there to promote YouTube, right? Wistia is there. To make it like this is your video, and in particular, if you are doing anything where you 've got a course or something else where um, you 've got videos that you don 't necessarily want everybody to see or it 's paid content or, or whatever, or you don 't want you know 14 uh, year olds making comments on your <laughs> YouTube video as the <laughs> trolls love to do that you really've got more control over your um, your video content, I think it looks better and, and um, on, a, on a landing page, so I'm a big fan.
1: Okay, cool. Wow, you just shared some really nice resources for us. Not too shabby for the guy who doesn't get asked the question enough, huh? <laughs> I don't,
0: <laughs> I wish I did.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I'd, I'd love for us to talk further, but we'll have to save that for another conversation, okay? Alrighty. Because we're getting a little tight on time here. So, listeners, this is how you can learn more and engage with number one best selling author and clearly marketing expert, Greg Nicholson. Start by reading chapter two in the book Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner and gift your business's performance by accepting the invitation. That Greg has at the end of his chapter on his author's page. And he also has on that page and the page following different social media handles for you to go ahead and connect with him. And Greg, if they reach out to you, you think you might respond?
0: I'm pretty darn good at that. Oh, cool. As long as you're relatively
1: nice. Oh, okay. (laughs) No trolls allowed. (laughs) Yeah, please. We've got enough of that. (laughs) Okay. So here is something that's really cool. Right now, you can see everything about the book that we've mentioned, as well as how to get a hold of Greg Nicholson by going to the books app, Brilliant Biz Book. I'll say that again. Go to your app store and type in Brilliant Biz Book. And then click once you're there, click on Ask an Expert. And you can see Greg Nicholson's name there. And if you click on his name and you type in in a question, he'll reply back to you. Yeah. Yeah, check that out. He will. I will. (laughs) Um, Which is really great. So everyone, take advantage of that and see what else he knows, because he knows quite a bit. And (laughs) clearly, he's not being asked enough. (laughs) (laughs) all right so greg i want to thank you for your time today and your wisdom sharing
0: oh my pleasure it's always fun and um always have a good conversation together and uh love being able to contribute and, and hopefully um add value to some folks
1: cool 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 and listeners we appreciate you listening to the brilliant breakthroughs podcast where you learn how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your small business. Until next week, shine brightly.